is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Eavesdrop. I am your host, Dr. Shalana Battle, and today's episode will be a solo presentation Yes, sis, it will be just you and I for the long haul today. (laughs) And I think you will enjoy this episode just as much as I did putting it together. Um, About a few months ago, I became privy to a new social media buzzword known as cycle syncing. And I believe the concept has been around for some time, but as women are becoming more health conscious, and more resourceful for themselves, they are discovering alternative methods to caring for themselves and their families. And they are sharing these details with other women and I am here for it. So a colleague asked me if I was familiar with the term cycle syncing. And of course I told her I hadn't heard about it and she proceeded to educate me and tell me that it is something that women are learning about and they are using the concept to help them with life-altering symptoms that are associated with their period. So I became intrigued. I was really intrigued as I was listening to her. And so I went home and I did my research and I have been sold on cycle syncing ever since. I definitely approve the message of cycle syncing, first of all, because it makes sense. And it helps women learn more about the needs of their body in different parts of the menstrual cycle. And as I was learning about this concept, I was just really excited about it. And I became so enthused about it that right now I am in the middle of working on a project that will help more women learn about this concept. I wanted to give a brief overview of what cycle syncing is. So in this episode, we will cover what it is and the basic steps to take while you are cycle syncing. I think that you will enjoy this topic. Are you ready, sis? Here is the presentation. I often care for women who have questions and concerns about how they feel mentally and physically during their menstrual cycle, and even days leading up to their menstrual cycle. Some women may have complaints of feeling more vulnerable during this time. They can be more moody, more fatigued, and some may even complain about their libido or lack thereof. All of these symptoms are very common and are part of a group of unwanted symptoms that make up a syndrome that we all know as premenstrual syndrome or PMS. Premenstrual syndrome has a wide variety of signs and symptoms, which include mood swings, tender breasts, food cravings, fatigue, 
irritability, and depression, and the list can go on and on and on of different symptoms that women experience monthly. It's estimated that as many as three out of every four women who still have their period have experienced some form of menstrual syndrome. And if you really think about that number, three out of four is majority of women who still have a period who will have at least one unpleasant symptom during their menstrual cycle. And as I reflect on this, I can't help but wonder, and I think we all would like to know, why didn't Eve just put that damn apple down? Were you that hungry, sis? <laughs> anyway, I digress. So because of the hormonal fluctuations of the menstrual cycle, premenstrual symptoms tend to recur in a predictable pattern. And the physical and emotional changes you experience with premenstrual syndrome may vary from just slightly noticeable symptoms to more intense and life-altering symptoms. Some women may describe this time, some women may describe this time of month as debilitating. A woman that I once cared for described it as being a slave to her hormones once a month. Could you imagine being a slave to her hormones once a month is how she described this. And I thought her description was quite concerning, but that is the reality for women who have debilitating PMS symptoms. During certain times of their cycle, these women usually succumb to their symptoms and have to isolate themselves from others because working becomes impossible, sustaining and nurturing relationships become very challenging, and their energy levels are like on E. Does this sound like you? Does this sound like anybody out there who's listening? If it does, the good news is these symptoms do not have to control your life. They do not. We have talked about birth control in the past and how it can help with PMS symptoms, but Birth control is not always the solution to each situation. I have had some women return back to my office only to tell me that the birth control only made their symptoms worse. And my whole take on birth control with controlling PMS symptoms is that it may work for some women, but it is not and should not be the only solution to the problem. In fact, it is a temporary solution and only places a band-aid, so to speak, on the problem. Most women with severe PMS can control their symptoms with lifestyle adjustments, such as changing their diet, with supplementation, increasing their activity, and practicing mindfulness. That's right. You don't necessarily need hormones. You don't necessarily need medication. Most of your symptoms that are associated with your period can be controlled with just the lifestyle choices you make, eating the right things, supplementing right increasing your physical activity, practicing mindfulness, journaling, yoga, and just taking care of yourself during that time. Sounds crazy? Well, hear me out first. Now, according to an early study published in the Journal Archives of Gynecology and Obstetrics, hormone fluctuations during the monthly menstrual cycle play a crucial role in our body's responses. Hormonal fluctuations affect our emotional state, they affect our appetite, even our thought processes, and so much more. And in this same study, women reported high levels of well-being and self-esteem during the mid-cycle, around the time of ovulation, and then they felt increased feelings of anxiety, hostility, and depression 
during the times just before the period. And this is all because of the natural hormonal fluctuations that take place during a woman's menstrual cycle. Oftentimes, women might come into the office and they may request that they have a hormonal panel because they feel, quote unquote, imbalanced. Now, my response is usually having a hormonal panel is good for some things, but in my professional opinion, it is really pointless when trying to assess causes for premenstrual symptoms. The truth is, our hormones during this time are never really balanced. During different times of our cycles, there will be a rise in some hormones and a decrease in others, and subsequently, our bodies will respond accordingly. The most important thing besides getting a hormonal panel is for women to become more mindful of their own menstrual cycle and understand how normal hormonal changes affect them individually. This is where the concept of cycle syncing comes into play. Cycle syncing, as I mentioned before, is a new buzzword on social media, but it was actually coined and trademarked by Alyssa B. I hope I am pronouncing her, her name right because she deserves her props for this one. It was trademarked and coined by Alyssa Beattie. She is a functional nutritionist and founder of the MyFlow app and author of the book, Woman Code, which is an awesome book. And I will put this book in the show notes for you to review. You should order it. It's on Amazon. It's only $17. It will change your life. So cycle syncing is the practice of changing your diet, changing how often you exercise or what type of exercise that you do and your lifestyle habits in order to align them with stages of your menstrual cycle. The idea is that by changing these factors during each stage of your cycle, you are able to meet the hormonal needs of your body, which will in turn make that part of the menstrual cycle or menstrual phase easier for you to manage. In her book, The Woman Code, Elisa Vitti states that once a woman understands these monthly hormonal shifts, they can avoid becoming casualties to their hormones and begin to maximize their hormonal power. I wholeheartedly believe in this statement because our bodies are doing exactly what it was created to do. But when we learn how to cycle sync, you will begin to work with your body and not against it, which will allow you to be in perfect harmony with your hormones and you may in turn feel more productive, you may have better periods, you might have more energy, and you may have room for more spacious productivity during this time. And we're going to go through each phase of the cycle and how cycle syncing looks in each phase. So let's discuss how to sync. The first thing to know about cycle syncing is the menstrual cycle. A woman's menstrual cycle is a natural bodily process that happens every month. It begins on the first day of your period and ends on the first day of your next period. On average, most women may have a 28-day menstrual cycle, but it can also fluctuate anywhere between 21 and 30 days. The menstrual cycle has four phases. These phases include the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the obligatory phase, and the luteal phase. The menstrual phase of the cycle is the time when your uterus is shedding its lining. 
also known as the endometrium. This phase of the cycle is usually between day one through seven, depending on how long the woman's period may last. Normal periods can be between three to seven days. During the menstrual phase, your energy level is likely to be at its lowest due to the drop in progesterone and estrogen levels during this time. And because of the potential loss of nutrients from menstrual bleeding. So during this time, it is important to consume foods that are rich in iron and in protein. You want to drink something smooth like chamomile and raspberry leaf tea to combat the cramps that might occur during that time. Avoiding or limiting fatty foods around that time is also beneficial. Other things that you may want to limit or have in very low moderation is alcohol, caffeine, and salty foods. So during this time, it's the time to have a really clean and nutritious diet. Now, when we think about our activity level during the menstrual phase, it is very important to listen to our bodies and then act accordingly. As women, we may be taught to fight pain, push harder, push through that extra workout and avoid complaining. I am guilty because sometimes my recommendation to my patients used to be, before learning about all of this, it used to be when you have cramps, just get out there and work out because it had been documented that working out is good for menstrual cramps. However, as your hormones fluctuate, so can your energy and mood, which affects how your body may tolerate fitness. So with that being said, as mentioned earlier, during the menstrual phase, most women feel drained and they feel tired. So adhering to what your body is telling you to do, light movements may be the best during this phase. Light movements such as stretching, taking a light walk, yoga, or even resting are all recommended. The menstrual phase of the cycle may cause some women to be more sensitive and reflective during this stage. The menstrual phase of the cycle may cause some women to be a little bit more sensitive, um, a little bit more lighthearted and reflective during this stage. How many of us can relate to being more sensitive or watching a commercial and then crying sporadically at the commercial? This is all hormonal. And during this time, it could be a good idea to do more self-care activities such as meditating, journaling, or doing something relaxing like getting a massage or facial, something relaxing that you like to do. The second phase that we will discuss is the follicular phase. The follicular phase comes right after the menstrual phase. And the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle varies the most from one woman to the next, but it typically occurs during days 6 through 14. During this time, your ovaries are producing lots of estrogen as each follicle of the ovary is competing to be the quote-unquote dominant follicle, which would be responsible for producing an egg during ovulation. So naturally, estrogen and progesterone levels are rising, but they are not at its peak level. The follicular phase is a great time to have foods rich in iron and iodine to restore your body after menstruation. And if you have a heavy flow, you may need to supplement iron daily to give your body a little reserve after your period. But during the follicular phase, it is a great idea to restore what your body has lost as well as eat foods that will boost your energy levels. 
Because your energy levels may still be a little low, you may want to continue to eat foods that will help boost energy levels. Some foods may be like beef, well-caught fish, such as salmon, chicken, and eggs. These foods are rich in iron. Some additional foods you would want to consider adding during the follicular phase include leafy greens, which are all full of nutrients such as iron, citrus fruits, legumes, fish, flax, and pumpkin seeds, avocado, olive oil, nettle leaf tea is really good, and fermented foods are also really good during this time. And as mentioned earlier, during the follicular phase, estrogen and progesterone levels are not at peak levels yet. Therefore, a woman's energy level may still be a little low following her period. So as hormone levels are rising, you may be able to participate in activities that require a little more endurance, such as light jogging, cycling, and swimming. And during the follicular phase of the menstrual cycle, as far as mental health is concerned, some women may feel more reflective during this time, or they may begin to feel more of a mental balance. And this is a great time to do mindfulness activities. Now, going into the ovulatory phase, the ovulatory phase is the shortest phase of the cycle, and it typically lasts between one to two days. And during the ovulatory phase, your body is now preparing for ovulation. So progesterone levels have increased, but they're not at that peak level yet. But estrogen levels and testosterone levels are at its highest peak. And with these fluctuations in hormones, some women may experience an increase in libido and sexual energy. Some women may find that they feel more physically energetic, they feel more positive, and they may be more body confident during this phase. Estrogen has an appetite suppressant effect. Therefore, during the ovulatory phase, some women tend to be less hungry and a little bit more energetic. So the need to rely on carbohydrates for quick energy dramatically decreases. Instead, the diet should focus or should shift to a need for proteins and fat to help sustain the positive energy. And there should also be tons of fiber added to the diet to help the body detoxify or remove excess hormone levels. Because remember, the hormone estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, all that stuff is increasing. So you want to eat foods to help your body get rid of it. For example, women should consume fiber-rich veggies like asparagus, Brussels sprouts, spinach, antioxidant-rich fruits such as raspberries, strawberries, coconut, and guava can help to increase glutathione, which helps detoxification of rising hormones in the liver. You may also choose small quantities of carbohydrates and choose lighter varieties such as quinoa and red lentils, nuts, almonds, pistachios, and pecans. Because the ovulatory phase of the cycle comes with a burst of energy, it is great to do high-intense workouts during this time. These workouts may include circuit training, weightlifting, and cardio workouts. Now, as far as mental health during the ovulatory phase of the cycle, you may feel more alert. You might feel more sociable and, and more like a natural person during this time, if that is your personality. This is a great time for socializing, connecting with friends, and focusing in on activities that you enjoy most. Now, lastly is the luteal phase. 
This is the last phase of the menstrual cycle before everything goes on repeat. Uh, in the luteal phase, which can last anywhere from 11 to 17 days, the hormonal progesterone rises. And as it does, premenstrual syndromes like bloating, irritability, mood swings, and brain fog might develop. Most women who experience drastic mood and physical changes during their menstrual cycle usually experience it during this time. These changes are partly due to the increase in progesterone. The increase in progesterone can also boost appetite and cravings for comfort food that are high in fat and calories. I know we all have been there where we get to a certain part in our menstrual cycle and all of a sudden we want everything that we don't normally eat, like potato chips, ice cream, cake, all those things that we normally don't eat on a regular basis. We just kind of need it and we have a craving for it. That is because progesterone levels are at its peak and it may trigger those cravings. An additional effect of progesterone is that it can make the body more sensitive to changes in blood sugar. Therefore, if you eat too little during this phase of the cycle, dramatic shifts in mood are more likely to occur, which can leave you feeling more emotional. So to help avoid being on an emotional roller coaster that might be caused by skipping a meal, I think we've all been there, and I think they call that hangry. <laughs> but in order to help avoid those changes, be sure that you are eating on a regular interval during the day, at least three to four meals daily. And if you are not a big eater, eating small, frequent meals may be helpful. Another side effect of progesterone is that it slows everything down and may even slow down digestion which is often why women complain of digestive issues such as heartburn or constipation that might occur weeks before their period. So to curb cravings and reduce bloating brought on by an increase in progesterone, you might want to opt for foods rich in B vitamins, calcium, magnesium, and fiber. As these foods help to reduce sugar cravings, they help to alleviate effects of fluid retention, and they promote continued elimination to flush hormones effectively. So foods that are best to incorporate in your diet during the luteal phase include roasted starchy vegetables such as sweet potatoes, squash, whole grains, and dark chocolate. And I always say during this time, it may not be a bad idea to give into at least one, one craving, at least one. <laughs> Do something that will mentally make you feel better during this time. As far as physical activity during the luteal phase, it is a good time to cut back a little from the intense workouts. You may want to focus in on low-impact strength training, such as yoga and Pilates and walking. During this stage, you may want to focus on restorative activities that are calming to avoid putting any additional stress on your body as it prepares for menstruation. Now, the luteal phase, mentally, can take a toll on a woman, as this is the time when most women feel unbalanced. They feel emotional. They may become sensitive and easily cry. They may be more irritable and need extra tender, loving care. During this time, you want to focus in on yourself. Practice mindfulness and meditation activities. I cannot stress this enough. Self-care becomes very important during this time because you may want to step away from everyone and everything to focus on your physical and mental needs. 
Engage in those activities. Engage in activities that make you happy and rest when you need to. You may want to communicate to your close friends, your spouse, or your children, your needs during this time so that they are aware that you might need time alone so that they know your needs and they're able to shower you with the love and attention that you need at that time. Overall, understanding how hormones fluctuate throughout the menstrual cycle can better help women understand how to nourish and navigate through their natural cyclic patterns. Naturally, being in touch with your body and being able to understand your personal energy throughout your cycle is the best way to understand the why, and it provides a level of understanding about what your body needs and what it is craving. Cycle syncing allows women to listen closely to what the body is asking for, and it allows women to be in perfect harmony with their hormones. I hope this is helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please stay tuned as I am currently writing an ebook and a workbook that will act as a guide to help women learn the concept of cycle syncing. It will be more detailed and will help women learn more about what actually happens during their menstrual cycle. I'm excited about this project, so please stay tuned for that. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Eavesdrop Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I pray that you learned something new. Be sure to tune in for new episodes. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider rating the show. Rating the show will make it more visible to women who may need to hear this information. Also, share the podcast with your friends and family. Keep in touch with the podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You may reach out to me at drshalonabattle at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, or if you want to suggest a show topic. Until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.